0: It is, as you know, party time, mom. Welcome to another episode of the Chad Prather Show here in the Mothership, produced Studio Twenty Two, being driven by the man himself, the Puppet Master, Mark Tate. Mark, let me tell you something, buddy. We're going to go to a hockey game soon. We're going. I saw you guys, and I saw a little cameo of Candice, the Queen of the Ethiopians, over there. You guys were partying with our buddy Metro Hernandez. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I'm going to take you guys to the hockey game. We're going to go. We're going to celebrate. It's going to be a celebration of a successful year of the Chad Brather Show, the moving to the new studio, all kinds of things. So let's look at the dates. We're going to go see right. a Stars game. Sounds like a plan. Sounds you like know plan. I could care less about hockey. Mm-hmm. I could well, care. Yeah. I just. And you guys are big hockey fans. Yeah, it's funny because I was never into hockey. Yeah. Um, and then when I moved to Dallas, I had a couple friends that were into it. And I kept started going to games. And now I'm. I love it. Yeah, fun, I thought so. about I mean, like I thought about like getting us a suite or something. I was like, nah, yeah. let's get down there where we might <clears throat> might get hit by the puck. There you go. You get you have to live dangerously at a hockey game. I'm, so I took I took Metro and Bougie Sean. We were in Nashville and we went to a Predators game, right? And I had never. I, it's been years since I've been to a hockey game, so I thought, well, I'm, I'll treat these guys to good seats. And in my world, going to <laughs> baseball games, I'm thinking when you sit down close to the action, close to the field, that's a good right. seat. It's not necessarily a good thing in hockey. So we were literally sitting on the glass, but not just the glass. We were sitting behind the Nashville Predators. Like if the glass hadn't been there, I could have just reached out and grabbed mm-hmm. uh, uh by Sauvignon. the back of the head, right? Yeah. And so you can't see but half of the ice from that. You could smell the players right there. So I, I thought I was doing a good thing, and I, I wasn't doing a good thing. But I've learned. So we're going to yeah. get good seats. We're going to go, and uh, we're going to have a good time. I I might even let you buy me a beer. Candice, the queen of the Ethiopians. Do do you know what's coming? Do you know what's coming, Candice? You have worked so hard on these three episodes. The Jeffrey Epstein series. The Jeffrey Epstein series. You just think... that you know the truth about jeffrey epstein and i know there's a lot of folks out there who say it doesn't matter if the guy's dead he's dead he got what he deserved whatever no 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 no. there's a lot of reasons why this story cannot die it can't go away hot news natalie sitting over there at party fouls pub who who by the way gave jeffrey epstein a massage in florida is that wrong? <laughs> well, it wasn't in your world cuz you needed the money, Redneck.
1: Girl got to eat.
0: <laughs> and also Party Foul Steve, I'm uh, here. she gave me a massage earlier too. <laughs> one of the, one of those Thai massages yeah, where you walk on gonna your head. Not going to talk about it. Please. I wish somebody walked on your head. That's funny. Scotty's sitting over there in the in the in the, hanging out at the Party Foul pub. You're like, "Who I want you to read his shirt. Now it says machine gun preacher for president. And that is significant because we got a very special guest today that I can't wait. You you know who he is and got an incredible claim to fame on numerous levels. We're going to get into that. But hang on, I want I want to sell something here because we can't have a podcast unless we talk about our sponsors. So in case you weren't paying attention, the holidays, they're creeping up, and I'm going to share with you one of the coolest gifts that I discovered called iTarget Pro. It's the first dry-firing training system to com- combine smartphone technology with, look, with the industry's best laser bullet. That's right, I said laser bullet. So use your smartphone. They've got a proprietary app that tracks a laser bullet that fits in the gun of your choice, and it's going to detect exactly where your shots are landing. iTarget Pro is completely safe, comes with your caliber specific laser build and target system. And right now, you get 10% off plus free shipping with the offer code CHAD. So you can train risk free for 30 days. I'm telling you, you'll return it if you're not completely satisfied. But before you do, go to the range and see how much better it's made you. It's going to make a difference because dry fire training is going to develop muscle memory. It's going to help you with target reaction speed, sight alignment, trigger function, and more. You're going to get to know your gun better, is what you're going to do. Plus, You're going to save a lot of money on ammo, so go to itargetpro.com. That's I, the letter I, targetpro.com. Use offer code CHAT. And speaking of a guy that's pulled a lot of triggers, I'm sitting here with the machine gun preacher himself, (laughs) Sam Childers. (laughs) You are one unique cat. Hey, thank you. Yeah, I love that you say thank you to that. Yeah. I mean, it's it's good. good to be unique, right? Yeah. We're going to get into this story. If you've ever seen the movie uh, Machine Gun Preacher, starring Gerard Butler. Gerard, of course, played <clears throat> Sam Childers in the movie. Uh, Angels of East Africa is the organization. And when we referred to Scotty's sh- uh, shirt over there, Machine Gun Preacher for president, uh, after 2024, when President Trump moves out of the White House, you might be moving in. I,
1: I'm hoping. I'm not going to run till after he's done with his next term. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm hoping... I'm hoping he's going to be in there again. That's Let's awesome. See what happens. He's
0: going to do it. Yeah, he's going to do it. I, I read so. a I read this thing, you know, where this says <laughs> that a poll uh that says that 70% of Americans uh said that Trump was wrong in his conversation with Zelensky in the Ukraine. And I said, well, if you think he's wrong, then of course then that's an impeachable offense, which is what the left wants you to think. Then then why don't you just wait till November of 2020 if you're so confident that the guy is wrong? Right. Instead of spending
1: our taxpayers money. Yeah. I mean, yeah. look at the millions, millions of dollars that's being spent on this whole ordeal, and it's going to fall through. Yeah. But, see, it's not costing the people nothing. It's costing us. Yeah. Taxpayers. You it's know. a sham. Yeah, even though I've been avoiding paying tax for <laughs> 20 years.
0: <but laughs> no, I I like haven't. your style. <laughs> I, I think I owe the IRS about $5,800 still from last year, so I'm sure I'll get a letter in the mail. Sam Childers, uh, listen, I want you to tell your story. I want you to start from the beginning. I want you to go back. It, it, it just, the words that your dad spoke to you shaped your life in a big way, yeah. uh, led you down an interesting path, and that right. path got really squirmy. Well, and he a lot always of said directions. to me
1: ever since I was a young boy, and I hope I'm saying the right words watch out for girls like that over there. No, he didn't say that. No. Uh, <laughs> No, my dad I wish always caught that reaction from <laughs> one massage and then all of a sudden I'm labeled. <laughs> <Right? laughs> no, but my dad would always say to me, uh, "Boy, someone's going to kill you one of these days." And I heard that from the time I was a little kid, all the way up until a week before he died. You know, but uh, he was he was my hero in my life. My dad was, and uh, he taught all of us boys. There was three of us. Never to walk away from someone in need. Uh, if there was a bully in our school, my dad said we're to bully the bully, mm-hmm. and uh, he was he was just uh, an upright person that that always believed if you see somebody getting picked on or being treated wrong, stand up for that person.
0: Yeah, and you you took another <clears ride> route <throat> for a while mm. as a as a young boy as a teenager. Yeah. You, you kind of went into self-destruct mode, but you didn't, you didn't think it was that.
1: Uh, I tell you what, I, I started using drugs at 11 years old, and I didn't realize how bad I was until at 15 years old. I woke up one morning, and I could see myself putting a needle in my arm. Mm-hmm. And then I went from that to I started selling drugs. I was probably the biggest drug dealer in Grand Rapids, Minnesota at one time. And then by the time I was 19, 20 years old, uh, I'm selling hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of drugs. Wow. And then I started running drugs from Minneapolis, Minnesota, Chicago to Orlando. Mm. And then uh, it all changed one night. I got in a really bad bar fight in Florida and uh, almost got killed. And in that bar fight, there was people laying on the floor and... Blood was everywhere, you know, people were shot, stabbed. I almost got killed. And I said that night, if I make it to that door, I'm done living this life. I didn't say I'm going to give my life to God. I didn't say nothing like that. I said, if I make it to that door, I'm done living this life. Uh, I made it to the door. I went home that night. I told my wife, she was a stripper at the time. I told her, I said, we're moving. And we moved a thousand miles away. And I started living a different life.
0: Mm. Yeah. How did that translate into reality for you? What changed? You know, everything in my life. And I knew the only way I was
1: going to change, I had to walk away from everyone. I rode with a club since I was 15 years old. So I left the club not for a few years or a few months. I left the club for years. Now I I ride again with a club now. Mm -hmm. But I left that life. I walked away from all my friends, everyone that I knew, not five years, 10 years. People actually thought I got killed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People actually thought I got killed. Uh, you not, you're like Snake pliskin'. <laughs> I always heard you were dead. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I heard that all the time. Yeah. But anyways, uh, I started going to church. You know, I started going to church and uh, it just changed my life. I found that I had a purpose. I found that I had a purpose. I didn't like what God had a plan for me. I didn't like it.
0: Yeah, people rarely do that. I was a businessman.
1: I I was a businessman at a time. I had every reason not to go to Africa, but God had a plan for me in Africa. I I had a construction business. I owned seventeen houses and eight stores. When I got a calling to go to Africa, I was in my thirties, and uh, all of a sudden. I said to myself, well, I'll go on a five-week mission trip thinking that I'm going to get God off my back. Yeah. And I went over there, and I got in the middle of a civil war, and I come across a small kid that stepped on a landmine. And uh, I stood over that body, and I said, God, I'll do whatever it takes to help these people. Yeah. And I didn't realize what I was saying, but I walked away from my family, construction business, money, everything. I mean, I had it all. I had everything. I had every man toy there was, you know. I had camper trailers, fishing boats. I had it all, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I walked away from it all. Uh, I started saving children. But the big story is now I'm still there. Yeah. Two decades later, I'm still there. Fifty seven years old, still strap on a gun and still go in and end up rescuing kids.
0: And that's the thing. And I encourage people to read the book first. Yeah. Yeah. Read the book. And we always encourage that. Read the book because the book is going to be so much more accurately portrayed than than, say the movie is. And the movie is eye opening. I I subscribed to Angels of East Africa. I get your newsletter Mm. Uh, when you choose to send it out. Right. You, you know what I'm saying? Every because quarter you're, we you're, do it. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're, well, it
1: costs so much money. I know. And guys like you haven't been sending in them big checks lately. I know. So, you know, know. we're kind of tight, you well, know. And <laughs> know. And that's the
0: thing. You guys, because <laughs> what people don't understand, you guys are trafficking in big projects, and big projects yeah. require big funding. Right. And, and I mean, these are not small projects you are doing, and we'll get into that in yeah. a minute. But I want to unpack a little bit some of the things, what you said, because those are some pretty big brushstrokes and some pretty big things. You know, you, in essence, for a lack of better terms, people say you found God. God found you, put his hand on you and said, hey, look, I got something for your life that you really don't like, you really don't want, but I got it for you. Yeah. And I'm going to put a heart in you to go do this thing. You take off to Africa and all of a sudden, boom, you're revolutionized. But you don't just go in there as some peaceful missionary. Right, right. Because you couldn't. No. You do that, and you're, you're dead 10 times over, if not more, Yeah. at this stage in the game, because you walked into a war zone.
1: Yeah, I never, I never dreamed how bad it was till I got there. And see, at the time, South Sudan wasn't even a government at the time. Mm. South Sudan was just—everybody was rebels. They were good rebels and bad rebels, you know. And uh, I didn't want to choose a side. I didn't want to choose anybody's side. I was there— Because of the children, you know, and then all of a sudden I find out that the guy that was killing the children and uh, ended up kidnapping the children. okay, was Joseph Coney. And uh, he was the leader of the Lord Resistant Army. This guy was probably at one time the U.N. said he was the worst terrorist in the world because he never had an agenda. Mm -hmm. All he wanted to do was kill people. And uh, he would take elderly and he'd cut noses, ears. And I mean, I don't know what I'm allowed to say and what I'm not allowed on here. But uh, he would cut the breast off of young women. You know, he didn't want to kill certain people. He wanted to lame them. So when they went to town, people would see the scars and know that it was Joseph Coney that did it. You know, so uh, I just knew I had to do something, you know, so. What, what kind of exposed me was Dateline NBC came in to do a story on Joseph Coney, and I ended up doing, okay, like security work for him. And then they're in there, and they said, wait a minute. Are you this guy everyone's saying machine gun preacher? And I said, yeah, you know, back in them days, I didn't want no one to hear about me, you know. Sure. So uh, all of a sudden they said, well, do you mind if we do a little story on you? So they'd done 30 minutes on Joseph Coney, and then they'd done a 30-minute story on the preacher that was hunting him down. I thought I was going to get like five minutes, you know. And it literally turned my life upside down. People wanted to
0: do a book. They wanted to do movies, documentaries, you know. And The interesting thing to me about Joseph Coney is beyond the savagery because you're dealing with an animal here. Yeah, yeah. We were talking about this earlier in the offices. A lot of people – haven't heard even heard that name in a, in a no. little while because yeah. he was he was big time news. Yeah. After nine eleven, they made the Lord's Resistance Army. They they designated them as a terrorist group, and then all of a sudden they backed off, right? And said, "Well, he's not a threat anymore." But he is a threat.
1: He's still he's still killing people in the Congo next to South Sudan. He's still kidnapping children. If <clears throat> I believe, if there's one child getting killed or kidnapped, it's too many. Yeah. Uh, somebody needs to hunt him down. Yeah. He still has uh, I think there's six million dollars on his head. I'd like for someone to send me after him, yeah. you know.
0: All you need to do is, is bring half a million dollars yep, I'll to make this thing head. happen. Yeah. And the beautiful thing about you is you don't even have to hunt him.
1: No, I'll just find me a nice lawn chair under a big shade tree and he'll come he'll come he'll for he'll, you. Come, he'll come to have a chat.
0: I love this. <laughs> this is good stuff, Natalie. <clears throat> That's like this is my kind of mission work here, right? Like so this is my kind of stuff. It comes with the the Hunting justice, Jesus. the vengeance of the Lord. Yeah. Hunting I, for Jesus. I mean, it really it, and I say that tongue in cheek, but I honestly mean it. I mean, it's this is people in America don't understand the way the rest of the world Absolutely. is. Absolutely.
1: Well, James chapter four verse seventeen says, if you know you should do
0: something yeah.
1: and not do it, then you have sinned. That's sin.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And you went in there and and I don't want to t- I don't want people in the midst of this of the the justice. I don't want people to miss the compassion. Yeah. Because you're standing over the body of yeah. a child who's stepped on a landmine. And you can tell that story of kids that have been recruited into these armies. Yeah. Kids that have been murdered, kids yeah. that have been stolen villages that have been, as we say, raped and pillaged and murdered. Yeah. And you've seen it over and over and over again.
1: Yeah. Children nailed to trees. I mean, there's so much going on up here. I mean, if people if people could see everything that I see up here, I I believe that everyone would do the exact same thing that I've done in the past. You have a lot of people, they say, well, how can a man of God pick up a gun and, and save these children? How could a man of God not do it? Yeah. You know, it's almost like the story, okay, of like the good Samaritan. They walked over, seen the person laying there beaten, and then they walked away. The first two people were who? Temple mm. assistants. Mm-hmm. But then there was just one ordinary good Samaritan. Yeah. You know, I'm that Pennsylvania hillbilly. <laughs> That walked over and seen something and knew I had to do something, yeah. you know. But I never dreamed it was gonna turn out okay like this, you know. I never I never dreamed for one second that it would ever get as big as it got. Yeah. You know?
0: And it has gotten big <clears throat> and, and again, we're going to talk about that. The it and I I love to remind people that they forget that Jesus walked into a temple, yeah. saw injustice. And took some ropes and started beating the hell out of people. Yeah, driving and, them but, out and turning it, over their
1: stuff. But really, he just didn't walk in and do it. It yeah. was premeditated, right? Because for days before, he wove his whip, yeah. knowing exactly <laughs> what he was going to do with it. Yeah. He was going to tear some people up. You know. Yeah.
0: Let's hang on a second. I gotta, I gotta weave a whip right here. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta. I, 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 we're gonna get into this thing. This is awesome right here. So you you'll appreciate this. This is perfect for you. Tacpack. You've heard me talk about Pack. premier monthly subscription box for military tactical and second amendment enthusiasts just 49.95 a month. They're going to ship you at least at least $100 worth of gear. You're going to get AR15 parts, EDC tools, knives, cleaning kits and a mix of other tactical gear and apparel direct to you. You don't want to miss out on this. Listen, let me tell you something. You for 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 a limited time for a limited period of time, with Christmas coming up and all that kind of stuff, December's package is coming up. You're going to get a blade from CRKT. You're going to get gear from Sons of Liberty Gunworks, Hex Mag, and more. That thing's going to have at least $270 worth of gear in it. It's the ultimate gift for the tactical and survival-minded enthusiast in your life. And if that person is you, then guess what? You're allowed to treat yourself. So go to TacPak.com when you use the promo code CHAT at checkout. They're going to ship you a free mystery bag, a tactical goodies shipped out from around the same time as your TacPak for the upcoming month. And if you're upset you missed November, guess what? Send them an email, info at tackpack.com after you sign up and see if they got any left. I bet they might have some laying around. So if you're into tactical gear from the best companies for half the price, TAC Pack is for you. Go to TACPAC.com. Remember, use offer code Chad. All right. So you're in the you you head over there, you see what you see, and you're like, I can't let this go. I, I've got to see. First of all, just just on, on a on common ground question, how hard is it to get your hands on a machine gun when you go over to the sedan? Yeah. Uh.
1: It's pretty easy for me to get my hands on a gun anywhere if I need one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but the first time you go over there, what triggers in your mind that what says, ended, I'm going to have to engage? What,
1: what ended this? up happening is I heard about a village that was raided. Yeah. And I told some soldiers, I said, listen, I want to go see this. You know, I'm, I've always been that kind of guy. I got to see it, you know. So when we were going into the village, and keep in mind, there was no government back then. Okay there was everybody was rebels mm-hmm. South Sudan was not recognized as a government yeah. so I just told him I man I need a gun you know so they just gave me a gun you know? beautiful and uh and I should say probably getting that.
0: your hands on the gun is is easy enough it's getting the but ammunition now, <laughs>
1: like a lot of people that watch the movie they don't realize I own and operate an armed OK, security company. Mm-hmm. That's what I do for a living in East Africa. Mm-hmm. So I've had an armed security company for 13, 14 years now.
0: Yeah. 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 These children that you have rescued. And, and let's talk about that. You you told me a story earlier about the, the, the gentleman who basically was making a proposition about. Prostitution. Well,
1: that's, oh, that's in that's in my book. I yeah, I, that's in the second book I wrote. It's called Living on the Edge, uh-huh. and I watched how I wrote it. But anyways, there was a guy on the Congo border that was selling little girls. You know, and uh, he asked me uh, asked me if I wanted any, and I said, "What?" I said, "You know who you're talking to." So anyways, it's something how God works. You know, there's always an angel in the night. You know. Mm-hmm. And they found that guy in the hallway. Somebody split his head open with a bamboo stick. Wow! Yeah, you know, amazing it how just, that happens. Yeah, it was just amazing. God, God works in mysterious ways. Yeah. yeah. And
0: you're, and you're, when you say children, you're not talking about eighteen, nineteen year olds. You're talking seven they were, and eight year olds. Yeah,
1: they were, they were probably the girls on the bench. The oldest may have been ten or eleven. Wow. And <clears throat> for the Christian person out there that might hear this. And think, well, whoever did that is awful. Whoever wouldn't stop that and walked away, yeah. I wouldn't want to be in their shoes on Judgment Day. Yeah, You know, I got a, I got, a, I got a lot of things that I got to answer for. Sure. Uh, the only thing that you got going good for you on Judgment Day is if you're behind me. You got a long time to think about what you're gonna say, because I'm gonna have the man tied up for a while.
0: But that, that would be that. That that that'll be one of those days. It's party time, Mom. That'll be one of these days where I step up after Sam Childers and go, God, I didn't do near that. Shit.
1: <laughs> but there's one thing that there's one thing that he won't say to me. Mm. Why did you walk
0: away? Right. Mm. You now, when you when you hear Jesus say, uh, if if someone leads one of these little ones astray, it's better than a millstone be hung around their neck yeah, and tossed into the bottom of the sea. You're, you're, that's in essence walking away from that is – and also, you know, James also says true religion is to take care of widows and orphans. Oh, absolutely. And that's yeah. what you've done. You've taken yeah. care of the, the – you in, in, in essence, to modernize that, it's the people who are indefensible, the people who can't take care of themselves. Yeah. And you've done that. And I applaud you for
1: that. Everybody says, well, Jesus said, turn the cheek. Well, he also told his disciples that he said, I'm sending you out to preach the gospel. Yeah. Don't take an extra pair of shoes. Don't take a money bag. I just want you to go. But after he was crucified and God rose him from the dead, he told his disciples again I'm sending you out preach the gospel. He said, if you don't have an extra pair of shoes, you don't have a money bag, get one. And he said, if you don't have a sword, sell your coat and buy one. Buy one. What was the sword for? Mm-hmm. The sword was equal to probably like an AK-47 is mm-hmm. nowadays, you know. Yeah. And so, I believe that I believe that he was saying there is going to come a time that you're going to have to protect your family. Yeah. And he made it clear in Matthew, who his family was, when they said... Lord, your mother and your brothers are outside. And he said, who is my mother and who is my brothers? Anyone that believes in me. Yeah. But even, even if you're not a believer, how can you stand back and watch innocent children get hurt? Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I know there are people who watch or listen to this <clears throat> show and they want to object. And, and of course, you've gotten it. You've heard it over the years. I get hacked on all the yeah, time. of course you
1: yeah. do. Of course you do. Yeah. And and we will. That's why hurt. me and Trump's buddies. Exactly. <laughs> I
0: mean, it's just, it's what it is. Right. But, but I am one. I'm of the ilk. I'm tired of, and I'll just pick on the American church because I'm an American and I understand the American church and the commercialization that it is where the only thing they're saving there is uh, saints and seats. Yeah. And they're yeah. not. And so you want to sit there and <clears throat> cast a judging eye of some guy who's going to go, go out, risk his life, pull orphans that are literally being maimed, you know. You go to Rwanda where genocidally they're not only killing people, they're torturing them by cutting off, you know, breaking Mm. Coke bottles and taking a stick and shoving it up their rectum and that kind of stuff. This is bad, bad stuff with people who are
1: animals at best. I think the American church needs to start examining what they're doing and what God has sent us out to do. You know, most people don't realize if you're in an orphanage in a third world country— you have to leave at 15 years old now not not our orphanages i have five orphanages we're not like that but at 15 years old you you have to leave the orphanage more yeah. than 70% of those kids end up in prostitution mm-hmm. now a lot of churches don't like me because i put the blame on the church yeah and i have churches saying how can you put the blame on us because 98% of those ch- of those orphanages are built by the church the problem is we're so eager to put money out there to save little children but then we don't think anything about them once they become a young adult yeah. 15 16 years old so our ministry has really shifted the last decade on teaching skills and trades to young people right and you're
0: putting and you're backing that up because not <clears throat> only are you engage in saving them but you're you're rebuilding these communities Or not even rebuilding, you're building them for the first time in a lot of places. Absolutely,
1: yeah. Well, you have a lot of people, especially, and there again, I'm not here to knock on Christians. I am a preacher. But you have a lot of churches, they want to stand up and say, we're changing nations. But I challenge them. Are we really changing a nation? Mm -hmm. You know, because to change a nation, it takes more than hardworking people. Uh, I'm very big into teaching people how to work hard, but it takes professional people. It takes teachers. It takes nurses and doctors. How do you get those people? You got to send young people to university. How many churches got plans to send young people from Africa to university? Yeah. Our organization, we have about 30 people in university now. Why? Because we want to change nations. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And you're building, you're doing a lot of building, a lot of construction. So yeah. First of all, how, you've got how many kids? I have about 380 kids in my
1: care, 24/7, mm-hmm. and I have about 30 young people inside of uh, uh, college inside of uh, uh, there in Africa, and then I work over 500 people a day. I, I don't mm-hmm. even know all the people that I work. Now those uh, those people are working in restaurants that we have. We have three restaurants. We have two B&Bs. We have two hotels. We have a movie company in Africa. We have a commercial farm teaching farming, ranching, irrigation. We have a supermarket, welding shop, auto mechanic shop. Uh, The big thing that we're doing, we're not only teaching a skill in a trade, we're making money. uh, From our harvest in January, we sold thousands of dollars worth of uh, vegetables off of our farm and rice but then we turned around and we gave eight truckloads to the refugee camps from 12 ton to 14 ton every mm. truck. Wow. You know, so so the organization is not just doing well selling stuff and bringing money in. We're giving away an unbelievable amount of food. Chris, this past Christmas, we fed on Christmas Day. 45,000-plus uh, people in a refugee camp. Mm. This year, our goal is to feed 60,000-plus people in a refugee uh, camp on Christmas yeah. Day.
0: Listen, if that <clears> resonates <throat> with you, you can get in touch with this organization. And I, and I encourage you, subscribe to the newsletter, Eat Angels of East Africa. It, it, it is fun stuff. The, I, and I say fun because it's exciting, fun yeah, stuff, yeah, just yeah. to watch the work, to see what's going on, to, you're doing the work. Questions from the pub. Natalie. I, I just wanted to ask how often the AK-47 has had to come into play. I don't, y- you know, not
1: not very often because most of, I don't even know how I got the name because I carry a shotgun most of the time. <laughs> <Okay>. Seriously, <laughs> I do. I carry a little short riot pump shotgun with double odd buck. Now that thing is used quite often, but the AK, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. In I,
0: what way? <clears throat> <laughs>
1: Bird hunting. Oh, okay, good, good. <laughs> yeah, that's no a double uh, out
0: pump. Uh, <laughs> Great for dove.
1: I, I've always said uh, I carry a firearm most of the time. When I come to the studio today, I seen you had a nice sign on the door, so I had to leave mine in the car. But I carry one everywhere that I go. But uh, uh, I would rather have it and not need it than to need it and not have it. That's yeah. what I say.
0: Yeah, they've never checked my tactical fanny pack of death. I think I, I come in here so often. I think they just assume that I just I'm just carrying you know teen, Kleenex and Q-tips and you right. know, condoms <laughs> for them massage you, coming for you back. Stay Listen, horned. The, stay horned. <laughs> stay horned. The, uh, the, the that's that's um, and a lot of a lot of the people that you are working are people that. Were kids in your orphanage?
1: Absolutely. Now I don't work any of them inside of like the security company, sure. but I have kids, uh, young girls, young boys working in the restaurants. The first restaurant I opened up was 13 years ago, mm-hmm. and that one restaurant has had over 200 young people come through it that learn how to be waitresses, uh, waiters, uh, uh, chef, uh, chefs, prep cooks. You know. Uh, It's just amazing what one business did over the years, you know, and now, okay, we got a commercial farm that works well over 80 people a day. Yeah. Yeah. So something I found out about Africa and now I am, okay, like a missionary, Mm -hmm. but most missionaries go to Africa to just teach people how to pray. They already know how to pray. Yeah. What Africa needs, they have everything they need to function on its own. All they need is people to come in and create structure,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and everything else is there. Yeah. You know.
0: And we're going to show you at the end of this episode. We're going to show you. So if you're listening by audio, go over to YouTube and watch it. We're going to show you a video that's a couple of months old. So a lot of the projects that are in there are now completed, and you're going to see that. Uh, but I mean, you've built shopping center. I mean, it's not a, a shopping
1: it's a, center. That's probably coming up next. But yeah. we have in Ethiopia. <clears throat> a six-story building. That was the right. largest project that God ever put on me. Mm-hmm. And he gave me a vision on this six-story building. I had no money. I had no land. So I went to the board of directors thinking they're going to tell me, Sam, you're in too much. But all they said was, we got your back. And, uh, I mean, I cried. I didn't want to to build a six-story building and have that worry on me. But it started out as a vision, but it's reality now. The yeah. building is built from the footer to the roof. It's a bakery, restaurant, hair salon, hotel rooms, uh, conference rooms. Mm-hmm. But the big thing about the building, it will house 50 to 60 young people that are orphaned, orphaned teenagers from tw- or from 16 all the way up to 26 years old. Uh, they'll learn a skill in a trade. The ones that are qualified to go to school, the money that the project makes is going to help to send them to university. That's awesome.
0: If I sent Party Foul Steve with you over to East Africa, do you think you could get him rehabilitated? I mean, look at this guy. Is it too late? I think we. I. I don't know if I can do much with him, but the girl, I can make the <laughs> money with. Uh,
1: <laughs> I can. I can do pretty well with her. I think you know. Okay, think, but at
0: least give me a shotgun. I think she's
1: worth about fifty cows. Maybe I might be able to get seventy-five cows out of her. See, Candice, right. see,
0: I always say you're you're an eight cow woman. And, no. you, and you always say that that's an insult. I'm telling you, it means something cows. in places in this yeah, world. Yeah, I'm
1: telling you, 50 cows is pretty good. Yeah. Now that other one over there, I don't. What's her name? Candace. I could get some cows off her. I'm telling yeah. you, that's what. I, I, yeah.
0: That's what we call her from Acts chapter you, eight. You know
1: what we got to do? We got to see if they can carry a five-gallon bucket of water on their head. Yeah. If they mm-hmm. can, then they're really viable. Okay. I may be holding my weight in this.
0: Then Candace yeah. could do that. Yeah. Okay. then She's, she's very she's viable. Like she's she's, she's short necked. <laughs> <laughs> I, we call her Candice, the Queen of the Ethiopians, after Philip's encounter with with her in uh, Acts yet? chapter eight. So uh, that's always You're been not her name. are not Ethiopian, no. We no. don't know what she is.
1: Yeah. We well, have, Ethiopian are some of the most beautiful women in the world. You yeah. Know, they they have won so many different uh, Miss America or not Miss America. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is it Miss the World or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Miss they, They're yeah. gorgeous. They know how to. Yeah.
0: They can run races too. Yeah, they, uh, the yeah. Ken- well, that's more Kenyans, but yeah, yeah, Kenya, yeah, yeah. But no, that's I, I from day one I've called her Candice, the queen of the Ethiopians. We don't know what she is. You, you we know some, she's not Ethiopian. What I did notice though, and I'm saying yeah. this
1: as a preacher, sure, you got some beautiful ladies
0: working. <laughs> around Trust here. me, Sam. You're I know what I'm doing in around all here all the time. Trust me, know. brother. No, no. I got. Uh, I I told my wife when we started this, and I said we've always we always did the podcast that was audio only, and I said. It's going to be a subtle little thing. I'm going to. Br- I'm just going to bring beautiful girls in, and, yeah, and people yeah. are going to know this show because they're going to be like, you know what? They got some pretty good looking, d- smart girls in here. I bet you, you got Bill Clinton's quote. I did not <laughs> have sex with that young depends girl. Depends on what is is. Uh, it, it all what depends, depends on is. Yeah, what is is. Uh, but no, we we've got some phenomenally intelligent girls that hang around here. They're 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 intelligent and and very smart looking. So we like okay, that. Okay,
1: we better change the subject. No, not yet.
0: <laughs> Not yet. I got Mark Tate over here. <clears throat> Let me tell you how diverse I am. I have Candace, which is a nationality to be named later. Mm-hmm. Okay. But her last name is Ortiz, so we know she comes from somewhere down there. I've got a soulless ginger over here, even though he's not redheaded. Uh, Where's he from? We, he's from here. I heard here. him talking hockey. Where's yeah, he? He's from here. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's, he's a thought
1: he, he might have been Minnesota. He went to or... Liberty
0: University. And so He's a flame. Okay. Earth. That's right. (laughs) And then I've got a Dallas Cowboys cheerleader. I've got a hippie uh, named Steve that gets me all over the country. And then I've got – I have got a gay Cubano agent in L.A. I've got a Jewish manager in L.A. I have got Bougie Sean, who's the only black guy you'll ever meet with white privilege. And I've got uh, Metro Jason Hernandez. I'm the most diverse redneck you've ever seen in your life, I'm telling you. But we just, we just have a bevy of talented, beautiful people around. It's just, it's unreal. I'm Make you want to stay around. I'm still wanting to hear about them bottles of
1: scotch on, <laughs> <setting> behind
0: them. <laughs> if you read the back, those, those, uh, uh, Eden and Oak, Oak and Eden, I'm sorry, they name that after the Garden of Eden, you know, and so if you read the back of it, they are making, they're using, they're making spirits by the spirit. That's, That's awesome. a Christian. Yeah whiskey maker yeah there's nothing wrong with that
1: i don't believe there's anything jesus wrong with that jesus was the one that started all of that when he turned the water to first, wine. Miracle. first yeah, miracle first miracle first
0: miracle i love how people say well that wasn't real wine was right. i'm like well yeah.
1: then why did they call him a, a wine bibber and a and drunk why, and, a, a, and and why did they say well
0: he saved the best for last it, the <laughs> best one normally when when the guests are well drunk yeah that's when you bring out the cheap wine but you yeah. saved the best for last let me tell you something Not only was it a miraculous thing when he turned the water to wine. I mean, you're talking bathtub barrels full. And and so it's a lot of wine. And the beauty Mm. of it is it was so practical because when people are at a party and they're half drunk and they need to get whole drunk, (laughs) let me tell you, he was a problem solver. Right, right, right. But when you say, oh, no, he's a drunkard, what in the world? Why in the world? And and on Pentecost when they said, ah, they're drunk. Yeah. Nah, it wasn't from grape juice, baby. (laughs) It wasn't from grape juice. That that's the thing. I, I always say, you know, any of these same people who'll tell you, Yeah, I'll smoke marijuana, God created the plant they'll also say, Well this when you put uh corn and wheat and uh, yeast and all that stuff together and let it ferment for a couple of weeks or years and then they wanna turn their nose up at it, Ah shut right up. <laughs> I like it all. <laughs> yeah, I know. I I'm just I'm a, I, I'm a believer, but I'm not very religious. I, I like to. I wonder if that hippie
1: up there opened any of them bottles and then put iced tea back in the. This, that's what this is. <laughs> I got a funny understand. feeling. That stuff's not is. even real. Yeah. Yeah. Right here. How that's do you not look? even real anymore. I, t- I think he's nipping on them bottles. I know which <laughs> bottles
0: are real and which ones so are So our, guys, <laughs> our guy, uh, Gaston Mooney, who is the president of Blaze, he brought me this because he was canceling one of my shows and he thought I was going to take it hard. So he's like, <laughs> I'll bring you to 1792. We well, need to have a talk. And I knew what was coming, and I was just happy to drink whiskey with him. And I was okay when he canceled the show; It didn't hurt my feelings. But uh, uh this is actually tea and water. In it, what'd you do, Candice?
1: It's Coca Cola and water. Oh, it's, it's, it's oh, Coke and water. Okay. It's a not Pepsi. <laughs> not
0: in the south. <clears throat> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So we we you never know. We were with our friend John Rich in Nashville, and he wanted us to try his new. Well, we've been drinking his Redneck Riviera whiskey forever, and he came out with a Granny Rich. That's his grandmother. She's eighty-eight years old. I still know goes John to work. At, yeah, well, John's good grandma. Yeah, yeah Granny Rich. His, his dad, Jim. Did yeah. you ever meet him? I never met. He's him. He's a preacher. He's a preacher. That's and, exactly uh, right. That's what's th- wrong with
1: John today. I want to tell you something about <laughs> John. Oh, yeah. Uh, John. John bought me a food truck a number of years ago. Really? I got, I had an RPG hit my truck. Oh wow! We we're driving down the road and got RPG'd, and John seen me on I think it was Seven Hundred Club, mm-hmm. and he bought me a, a food truck.
0: Wow. John's got yeah. a big heart.
1: Yeah, John. John's a good guy. He's a good guy. Big, we spent a lot of time. Him and Big Kenny. Big Kenny. Did Did you hear about Big Kenny? Oh, he went to Sudan. Did you know? Yeah, that? I did know that. And and they arrested him over there. Don't you love it? <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you. You know, and I told him I was I was in a meeting with Big Kenny and John and everyone, and I told him I said, "Man, you need to be very careful who you go into Sudan yeah. with." Yeah. And he got over there and got arrested. They they were going to keep him in a. South Sudan jail.
0: Big Kenny's a trip, dude. Yeah. I was on the plane last <clears throat> week headed to Spokane, Washington, and I, I look across the aisle, and I, I see this big old black guy with his cowboy hat on, and I said, that's Troy. And yeah. so I was sitting behind him, so I didn't bug him. And I've known Troy forever, yeah. Cowboy Troy. And so I go to the bathroom, and I, and I was it was middle of the night, so I was kind of tired, I'm coming back to the deal. And I'd forgotten he was even sitting there, and I feel this big arm grab my leg right here, and he stops me. So... We, stopped, we shared an Uber to the to the hotel, and I said, well, you're, I'm, you're on my way, because he was meeting the boys. The bus yeah. was coming in. They had some shows the in Washington. The, the, yeah, two-foot Fred. <laughs> two-foot Fred. was there, too. He's funny, yeah. man. But, but they're all good people. Oh, they're great guys. Yeah. But yeah. I was sharing this Uber with Troy, and we're talking and talking, and the Uber girl, she looks <clears> in the back, and she's like, well, I don't know who either one of you are. She said, I'm sorry I don't recognize you. And we're like, well, we're not anybody, you know. And uh, Troy says that. And she says, well, the one guy, you sound like this comedian that sits in his truck and talks all the time with his cowboy hat on. And I was like, yeah, I get that a lot. And so we get to the hotel. Troy gets out. And I said, you've heard of Big and Rich. She goes, of course. And I said, OK, that was Cowboy Troy. And she's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. She was just freaking yeah. out. And she goes, and you're Chad Prather, too. I know you are. <laughs> and so anyway, we had to stop and take pictures. It was a funny. We had a good time with that. But Troy's one of the best. John's one of the best. But yeah, we were uh, we were sampling some of his Granny Rich Reserve, and and they brought it out, and it was one of their display bottles, and they didn't wow. know. So we took a shot of tea. No, and I was like, no, give me the real stuff. I tell you what,
1: now John's John's uh, grandpa. Mm-hmm. Did you ever meet him? Never met him. He was a war hero. This guy was unbelievable, man. Mm-hmm. I actually I've spent seen the Thanksgiving and heard with the him stories years yeah. ago. They had me over over at their house for Thanksgiving and yeah.
0: his his grandpa was like a legend, man. Yeah. yeah. We'll take yeah. a picture and send it over to John. He'll love it. Yeah. I'll text it over yeah. to him. Those are good boys and then I and I've uh, <clears throat> I've I'm good I've I'm good friends with all those guys. They're great guys, but it, and there's big-hearted people out there. Yeah. You don't know well, if he he wrote out, out a check. What happened,
1: this was when I was just getting started, and uh, I was green, man. I was like the Pennsylvania hillbilly, you know. I'm still eating squirrel and rabbit, you know. I get a phone call from Jim Rich, his daddy, and his daddy said, Is this Sam Childers? And I said, Yep, Sam Childers. He said, my son's big and rich. I said, I I don't know who you're talking about. (laughs) And he says, big and rich, a country and Western singer, you know. And I said, I still haven't heard of him. I said, Bob Seger, I know. (laughs) Leonard Skinner, I know. I got their DVDs, you know. But then finally I Googled who he was, and I'm like, oh, my God. Well, he called me back the next day, and he said, listen, my son said he wants to meet you at some concert." And he said he's buying you a new food truck. And, yeah. I mean, I broke. I started crying because, wow. you know, this was one of the first big things that ever happened to me. I'm talking – this was years before the movie came out.
0: See, I was going to say, we brushed over the fact that you said an RPG hit your truck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, we just went skated on by like, oh, yeah, you know, well, my alarm happens, clock did off. That happens a
1: lot in Pennsylvania,
0: you know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but uh, – but no, it was one of the first big things that ever happened to me, and I'm talking 2006, yeah, 2005, and for somebody to write me out a check like that, you know, yeah. I was I was just shocked, you
0: know. And that's the beauty of John. Uh, he's just he's so unsung about it, yeah. You know, he doesn't want the fanfare, and and the guy uh, does it multiplied times over the yeah. generosity when he yeah. sees something that grabs his heart. He jumps into it yeah, with both very feet. Very true. He really, yeah, really does. True. I appreciate you, man. I, and I encourage people: support, support, support. I, it's, you know, obviously you've had your critics. Yeah. You've had your share of well, that. Did you see the federal government come after me? I read about <laughs> that. I read
1: <laughs> they, about they that. They raided my motorcycle shop. Raided my house. What's so crazy? Okay. They, they ended up coming into my motorcycle shop. They thought, we're bringing the preacher down, you know, yeah. because they see I ride okay with one percenters and everything and motorcycle shop. Well, anyways, they, they thought they were bringing me down. About probably 40 uh, feds came in uh, with also there was a few sheriff, but they hit my motorcycle shop. They drove in at one time cocked their guns in the parking lot, bust in, and I got a 60-some-year-old woman as a sex... As a sex-, t- sex- Whoa, sex... Oh, Whoa,
0: <laughs> You I mean, are freaky. <laughs> you got a sexitarian that's well, 60. You, know, <laughs> you yeah. know what I
1: mean. I'm looking Custex. over here at this cheerleader, you know, and I'm sorry. my t- I got my tongue all tied up. <laughs>
0: is, yeah. But anyway... Easy. What'd you do with your tongue? They got red dots
1: <laughs> pointed on this lady. 60 some years old and they're hollering put your hands up put your hands in the air they she couldn't lift her hands because her health wasn't well and they're screaming at her she's 60 some years old you know and what was so crazy then they said to my daughter because my daughter was working there at the time they said are them cameras on and my daughter just looks at him and says well red means stop green means go so here they tried to deny that they come in armed mm. and everything like that. Yeah. Here I had it all on film. Ah. And I still got it to this day. We hit it in many different places, you know. That's funny. But 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 it was really something. But it's something it says in Matthew chapter 5, if you're persecuted for his That's sake, right. you'll be blessed. Right. right. So I went through a two-year federal investigation. They came out nothing. They couldn't find nothing on me. IRS came after me for two years, which a lot of a lot of these preachers in Texas they get hit with IRS too. Yeah. You can read it on the internet. But my fine after IRS came after me uh, two years, checked everything. My fine was zero. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But what they did for me, they showed the world the one year I had fifty six cent on a dollar actually spent on the projects. And then they wouldn't, uh, it should have been more, but they wouldn't certify any of the cash that I used to take to Africa. But my best year was 74 cent on a dollar. How many nonprofits and we are 501 C3. How many are out there that spend that much money on their projects? You're exactly
0: right. Not very many. You're exactly right. Mm -hmm. People don't realize that you're exactly right. And, uh, we're going to show this video. We're going to get out of here. But I want you to watch the video. You'll find ways that you can help. Them. Thanks. That you can, uh, just ways that you can get involved. The best way for people to find you. Machinegunpreacher.org. .org. Uh, yeah. Always remember
1: that. Not .com. But if you just Google the, the name, okay, yeah. Machine Gun Preacher, everything. It's all going up. to come up. Yeah. Sam Childers or Machine
0: up. Gun Preacher, you're going to do it. Uh, he looks nothing like Gerard Butler. I'm better looking than Gerard Butler. Way better. You know,
1: I was I was in a show one time, and Gerard was sitting there in a the chair, and, and I made the comment that I'm better looking than him. And he said to me after the show, he says, why do you always say you're better looking than me? I said, you remember one thing. You wanted to be
0: me. I didn't want to be you. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was watching, uh, When did we watch? My wife, uh, she loves her some Gerard. That's why I've got a, I've got a, I've got a hit on you, Gerard. Here's the yeah. price on your head. I'll give you
1: one um, of my pictures. Take home to your wife. They, there oh. you go. There you go. And then
0: she'll be calling Sam Childers' name out in the middle right. of the night. Right. It used to be Channing Tatum. She'd be sitting over there going, "Chad." Chad, Chad. It wasn't Chad. It was Channing. Right, I don't know right, why she'd be right, yelling my right. name anyway because I'd been finished for three minutes. But either way, <laughs> either way, she. So we watched the, the newest Gerard movie last night. That Angels Fallen or whatever. Yeah, the, yeah. Like they're gonna keep remaking this, him saving the president. He deal just over turned over. 50. Did you see that on, I, on I Facebook? Didn't. I didn't. And they done his whole movie career.
1: M- listen, I really was honored. Yeah. You know what they said his fourth best movie was? What? Machine Gun Preacher. Really? Yeah. It's a great movie. But there is a part two getting ready to come out. Yeah. Uh, the Anybody script, wants to make a movie. Yeah. The script is done. Uh, It's probably going to go private. Uh, You know, Hollywood still owes me 800000 yeah. And people say, how can they do that? You know, how can they do a movie of one guy's struggle to save children and then not pay him?" Yeah. Welcome to
0: Hollywood. Welcome to Hollywood. Yeah. That's the truth. That's the truth. You know, one thing that y'all brushed over, we didn't really get a chance to talk about that I want to talk well, about. We'll talk about it. Scotty's big hands.
1: Oh man. I'm just scotty, saying. look now you're making him blush. Look at him. Look you, at him. He's blushing now. What
0: girl doesn't like big hands?
1: You touch him. Touch him, Okay. Oh, Let, I'm so okay. Sorry. Let, him, uh, Let her touch him, Scotty. Let her touch him. I'm a fan. Let let's, the hippie, touch, them. Them. Let really the hippie touch him. Let the hippie touch him.
0: That's just funny. Look at
1: that. You know how hippies are. That sometimes they're bisexual. I'm a, I'm a little turned on now. Are you? <laughs> <laughs> that happened right in front of your face. I know. Wow.
0: Happened, like that relationship Huge. happened right in front of your face. I've watched wow. weird movies that involve that. That's. Uh, He's not really a hippie is he? No. Yeah, no. he doesn't. No, really. a good he looks catalyst. like a rock
1: star in a way. He's yeah, yeah. I'm a rock star. Yeah, he is fine. a rock star. He's
0: living that life. Yeah, look at so his he's, shirt he's he, wearing right there. Yeah, look that's at that. His new, that's the new one from PartyFowlNation.com, the, the Fit Chase. That one just came out today, yep. as a matter of fact. Wow. So folks need to go get it on Well, everybody
1: way. be watching the shirt that Scotty's wearing.
0: Machine gun preacher for president. I, I
1: am running for president. And I got a couple. You know, everyone says to me, what's the first thing you're going to change? Uh, there will not be anything larger than a large in spandex for girls. Uh, that I'm cut- I'm, yes, I'm cutting them out. I'm sorry. Yeah, okay, this is and, real issues, folks. And uh, I'm going to stop making bag
0: of knots in the <laughs> And yeah. i stop
1: making the the penny, the nickel, and the dime. I'm stopping it. Mm-hmm. You know, and people will laugh at that. But do you know how many millions of dollars, right. millions, millions upon millions. Oh, we lose every year mm-hmm. making a penny, a nickel, and a dime.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: I don't know why they don't cut it out.
0: I got a feeling that if you were the president, we wouldn't have to worry much about the Second Amendment being infringed.
1: No, and I'm going to make it if you can get a gun permit and you qualify. I believe I believe that all states should have tests before mm-hmm. they give you a gun permit. Sure. You mm-hmm. should know how to shoot. So I believe if you qualify the same as a police officer on a shooting range— and you do a background check. You should be allowed to carry a gun anywhere
0: in the United anywhere. States. And Trump believes that, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Trump believes it, too. I believe that, too. And if you want to go feel like Sam Childers, you can go over to Texas Gun Experience. Yeah. Great. I Brown, heard about Texas. That. Yeah. Yes. They got 200 different uh, machine guns you can rent and shoot. Somebody said the other day. They said, "Oh my God, y'all charge! They charge twenty five dollars an hour on their that. lanes." And I'm like, "Then don't go." You yeah. know what? You're well, talking the guy about said, an elite. Who charges twenty five dollars, and then Joseph goes, uh, "Us in Grapevine." Yeah, yeah. It's if you want to go downtown bucks. and shoot at some gun range, that's fine. But if you want to go to elite an elite shooting center that has everything under one roof i'm telling
1: you no i think it's awesome i it's i amazing. seen a video that she showed. well i won't tell about the one no, video please. you showed me well, but anyway yeah. la la. <laughs> she, she showed me one video of them shooting a gatling gun right yes yeah. i mean it was so awesome you yeah. only seen them in the john wayne
0: movies you yeah. know and it's there and you can rent it yeah, yeah. And it looked yeah. really nice too yeah, yes. good. I want one of those at my house. You remember that Ben Affleck movie where he was the uh, where he was the autistic savant or whatever? And he was the, the accountant and he had that little deal on the little turret in his garage that he could just put right outside the window. And, you know, in case it was kind of one of those. Um, I want one of those at the house. Cause I never know who's coming.
1: Yeah, it'd be you know? cool.
0: Sure. You never know who's coming up. Yeah. Well, I got my, my
1: bike shop. I stay in the clubhouse in the back. When, mm-hmm. uh, uh, I don't have a home here in the U.S., okay, because I live in Africa. So I stay in the clubhouse. And you can't even walk near my bike shop or clubhouse and somebody not see you. Yeah. It's on monitors, mm-hmm. you know, everywhere, you know. Yeah. I love it.
0: As it should be. Yeah. MachineGunPreacher.org. Go there, check it out. Uh, get the book, get the movie, all the good stuff. Just get yeah. aware. That's yeah. the bottom line. That's all I care and about. And
1: look, listen. We're we're in that time of year. We're in the giving time of year. People's asking you for money everywhere. Sure. If if people's asking you for money, don't be afraid to ask them questions about money. Right. And if they don't want to answer you, if they don't want to answer any of your questions. Don't give them any money. We have done everything from uh, I built seven schools over the years. We're building number eight school right now. We have drilled more than 50 wells over the years. We have repaired more than three dozen. We started a feeding program of 21 children a decade ago. Now we feed over 13,000 meals a day. Uh, We're employing over 500 people a day not volunteers. These people are on a payroll. So we're actually changing East Africa. Yeah. And if you got any questions, you can call my office, ask them anything you want to ask, you know? Yeah.
0: And I know the objections that come up because I've heard them over and over again. When I talk about stuff I do internationally, you have people who say, well, let's take care of the kids in America first. Let me tell you something. If you've watched me or listened to me over the years, you've heard me say this over and over again. The light that shines the brightest at home shines the farthest away. And if yeah. your light isn't shining far away, then guess what? It ain't shining near as bright as you think it is at home. So don't deceive yourself and yeah. think you got some big bright light going on here. Because if you can manage, if, you, if you're if you truly reaching here, yeah. you're going to reach the nations let's, as well. But
1: let's be honest. No child can go hungry in America yeah. Unless they got a deadbeat mom and dad, right? There's no way. Who's purposefully yeah. not feeding Most them? Most schools now are giving breakfast, yeah, lunch, and now they're even starting to send. I just seen on Facebook they're freezing the leftover food instead of throwing it away. A lot of these schools, they're freezing it inside of these nice trays and sending it home with kids. Mm-hmm. You know, every town has a food pantry. Uh, I'm from Central City, Pennsylvania, 900 people. They got a food pantry in town, you know, so it's hard for someone to starve out of the 13,000 meals that we feed a day. Forty percent of those children only eat the cup of food that I feed them. Mm. Just the cup of food that I feed them is all they eat. That's amazing. Yeah.
0: Sam Childers, everybody. Hey, thanks for coming on. You're hey, thank always you. welcome here.
1: It was really, really good. Really cool. Love the people. Yeah. And uh, I'll, I'll let you know about the massage later. Hey! <laughs>
0: I done got my toes dead so I can walk on your face. Yeah. <laughs> hey, listen, you're always welcome here anytime you're in this area. And um, we're going to load Steve up. We're going to put put a... Put a sack around his neck. And Once again, the, you made me feel like the biggest underachiever. Steve. I need a shirt that says Party Foul Steve, hashtag underachiever. What we need <laughs> is just an time. underachiever shirt. just says underachiever. underachiever, and everybody will know. I yeah. like him, though. I think He's he'd be dude. pretty
1: cool to have a glass of scotch with.
0: He's a good dude. Yeah. Let me tell you, I <clears> travel <throat> with Steve all over the planet. We just got back from Ireland, and there's nobody else. He's a Marine, and uh, there's nobody – I can't think of another grown man that I would travel with as much as I travel with him because as much as he can take a punch and a beating and we give him a hard time, this is a street smart cat right here. All right. So I gotta, gotta give get great Steve. massages. I give. Yeah. A, I give. I, listen, I don't want anybody else driving me around anywhere. Party foul. He's a horrible driver. Scotty but I'll let him likes do it. to give
1: massages.
0: Out. Yeah. Yeah. Look at the hands look on look that guy. I got. It's like, a, it's like it he's down. wearing first base mitts. Like a monster <laughs>
1: there. Look at him. He's <laughs> oh, like a bunch of bananas. Everybody needs a Scotty too. Yeah. Exactly. You know, when we're on the road, I won't. I don't want to travel with anybody but Scotty. Sure. He washes my clothes, man. Yeah. Yeah, by hand.
0: No. He's on a tumble cycle right now. <laughs> no, but seriously, I tell
1: everyone, everybody needs a Scotty. Yeah. We get in some places and some of these people kind of look scary, you know, and I say, where's the machine gun preacher at? And I always say, right over there, Scotty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> hey, Dave. <Jace. laughs> no, that's why everybody wants my party foul, Steve, and I'm like, I won't let them have him. No, yeah. they, try to, they try to woo him away with their evil talk and their wicked ways. No, wow. I won't allow it. I won't allow it. He just hey, so check, I hear you, you guys are going to longer.
1: Pennsylvania.
0: He's a kept man. Yeah, we are. We're on our yeah, way. Okay. We're, on today. Right we're on our way today. Very, we're heading cool. up there. Got a show uh, tomorrow night in Irwin. Be careful. There's hillbillies even there. We were in – where were we? We were in Des Moines. Where were we? Where were we? There's hillbillies everywhere. No, yeah. it was in Indiana. You'd be careful in Wabash, if you hear Indiana. a banjo oh, Wabash, play. yeah. Hey, was... you guys, be careful if
1: you hear a banjo. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Start running. I'll right. be like, Mom. <laughs> no, listen. We I, we uh, we were uh, we were in Wabash, Indiana, and you know how those Midwestern states are. Like I, I love going. Like I was in Hershey, Pennsylvania, and, and like yeah, they Hershey's have, cool. They have these. You know, that was the first place I ever went. I'm sitting at the bar one night years ago and people can just come in and buy their six pack from the bar yeah yeah. and then take it i've never seen that before so i thought that was kind of cool but you know you just have the neighborhood 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 these row houses and then one they just turned one into a bar and so now people just go in what used to be a house and now it's a bar we were in wambash we go into this place it was the only late night place that was open after a show there so we go in because we walk where angels fear to tread we're not we just love people and we just go in and figure we could talk our way out of any comes our way so we go in there everybody in the bar was packing dude by the end of the night steve's got them all they got their firearms just laid out on the bar i'm
1: telling you that i loved it yeah dude with
0: his balls hanging
1: lower than the kilt (laughs) i have a church (laughs) up there and no. on a Sunday morning, I, all I'd have to say, all right, everybody got a gun. Bring it up. Put it on the altar. The whole altar would be full, be full you know? of guns. What's so crazy is you don't even see them on them. Yeah. And some of them are carrying AR-15s. And it's like, <laughs> I, how did you get that yeah. thing in your pants? You got a hog <laughs> leg. <laughs> you know?
0: Your name must be Scotty. Yeah. Listen, I had a dream last night. No, no you know Scotty you carries
1: a little Saturday night special. <laughs> he does. Look at the size of his hands.
0: I hope there's Could no trigger show your guard again, Scotty. I he carries no a little guard. thirty-eight. I'm, I'm telling you, I like you. my <laughs> thirty-eight. I like my thirty-eight. If it's right <laughs> in my pocket. I got some jokes it. in my head right now that are vastly inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm really turned on. I did have a dream last night that I was trying. I had two firearms. I was trying to put on my person, and, and one of them kept causing an imprint. And I was like, oh, "This is just not going to work." I'm like, what's that dream? Like, I want to interpret that dream. Your jeans are too tight. Nah, I don't know what it was, but I have. You a don't dream. wear
1: skinny jeans?
0: Uh, uh, I try not to. I'm not skinny, <laughs> so that's the thing. I try not to. The hippie wears skinny jeans. Uh, no, no, <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't. When I'm on stage, I, I, I wear some jeans that like. They're becoming skinny jeans just because
1: I'm getting bigger. Somebody was making fun of me. You know, I had a pair of skinny jeans on. Yeah. And somebody was making fun of me. And I said, well, listen, I'm sorry, you know, but my wife is 36 (laughs) years
0: old. So she
1: bought me skinny jeans, you know.
0: The only guys I see wear skinny jeans are the ones in the praise and worship group at church All those, every I can one of those guys skinny I,
1: no but i wear the them rocket. now and then you know i i you know it makes you feel good especially especially when my young wife is walking next to me you know beautiful yeah beautiful we can have a good time sam
0: scotty wears skinny jeans
1: oh do you yeah Come on. Huh.
0: the problem with skinny jeans is is the imprint <clears throat> of your boots like like you, it's impossible to oh. wear skinny jeans with boots and that's that's mm-hmm. a hard thing like i did a show wasn't a show i emceed an event uh, the other night in houston with with chad Robeshaw, who's a little force <clears throat> recon marine badass who was a welterweight mma champ and runs a great organization called uh, mighty oaks foundation where warriors are helping warriors with pts Very cool. and, and then uh, we had congressman dan Crenshaw that i do some events with uh from time to time and uh he was giving me a hard time because we had to wear a suit to this deal. Well, I just don't think that boots look good with a suit. If like, I just, it just doesn't, to me, it's weird unless you have the suit built for the boots kind of thing. And so I, I was wearing shoes, dress shoes, which I never wear. Huh. And Crenshaw was busting my balls. Somebody should have got a picture of that. Oh, I got it. Yeah. Oh, I got it. Crenshaw. I even did a video. We were talking about it and Crenshaw was giving me a hard time. I was like, yeah, well you only got one. eye. <laughs> how about that? <laughs> <laughs> take that cringe y'all you can't even, you can not even so anyway good stuff good stuff ah we could spend all day having a good time we got to get out of here but i want you to watch this video this is good stuff a lot of these projects you're going to see on the video they're completed uh there's more projects to come this guy is full of vision he is full of uh passion he is full of discipline and he's full of risk. And I love how those things in your life have built on each other because yeah. you are spending your life literally to accomplish your vision. I do want to say this, though. Uh, mission work begins at home. Yeah.
1: And something that we done this year in our office, we called all the schools around us in the county and spoke to the nurses in the schools yeah. and asked the school nurses, is there anyone in your school that could use Thanksgiving dinner. Right. Yeah. yeah. So there, there is people for us to help even here in America. There really is. You know, there's a lot of hardworking, low-income people that needs that extra help. So yeah. I want to encourage everyone, find someone this season. This is the season to be giving. And I'm talking Thanksgiving all the way to Christmas. Find someone that you can help. Find an organization you can help. And it makes you feel good. Yeah, yeah, makes you feel good. This is
0: the kind of Christianity most folks I know can get behind. You know, yeah. and they really can because it doesn't, it doesn't. And if you don't want Christianity, go to hell. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's a good one. I'll have to remember that Sunday. <laughs>
1: <laughs> y'all don't want uh, it. Christianity, well, go to hell. Just go to hell. <laughs> I love right. when
0: people say, what kind of God <laughs> could do this to people in the Old Testament and yeah. kill this and kill Well, basically the only God there is. Yeah. So deal with it. We're How rep- about that?
1: We're Republicans.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, got to get All out right, of here. Watch on. this video. Thank you, Sam. Go to go to machinegunpreacher.org. Check it out. Get involved. We love y'all. God bless. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. Right now we
1: have three major projects that's going on. Our Ethiopian project, this project is going on so slowly. I believe that it's a spiritual thing. I believe that it's like a darkness thing trying to hold back. I believe the Ethiopian project is gonna be the unbelievable leading people to salvation through Jesus Christ. But we got a six story building there and this six story building is a bakery, is a hotel restaurant. Uh, It's an amazing thing for training young people. This project alone will be training about 50 to 60 young people every day. So we have that project going on. Our farm, we still got some major work that we need to do here. You know, the biggest thing that we need is farming equipment. Uh, As far as our seeds, like I said, we sell a lot of our crops so we can buy the seeds for the following season. Uh, We're actually, some of the money that we sell the crops is even paying for the workers here. But what we need our donors to do is tractors, farming equipment. Uh, The truck stop. We believe without a shadow of a doubt that the truck stop itself selling fuel in the supermarket and what's there working now will truly meet our budget on five orphanages. So we need people to come in to help us to get the fuel station done. Right now, to finish the fuel station, to finish the supermarket, I'm talking putting in the fuel pumps. I'm talking putting in the fuel tanks. I'm talking finishing the supermarket, stocking the shelves. We need $180,000. And I believe that just that fuel station and supermarket is going to help us to get self-sufficient over the next couple years. We feed over 13,000 meals a day. You know, so none of that is good enough for me. You know, I wanna uh, be able to do 20,000 meals a day, 25,000 meals. My goal is to work a thousand people by the end of next year, because if we can educate someone, we built seven schools over the years, we're building the eighth one now. If you can educate them, if you can teach them a skill, in a trade you can give someone a future and if you start giving people a future individuals a future then you can say i'm changing nation